3: Big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and in the house right now, our good friend, Craig Bowler. Jack, what up, Bowler?
2: Jake, how are you? Gordell? How you doing, Bowler? Good to see you. Always good to drop by. Thanks for the invite. We were just Austin, watching, good to see you back there behind the glass. We're, we were just, just watching
0: the summer league. sloppy game uh, that they It's been so
2: bouncing back and guy. forth, two points, four points, yeah, and uh, a lot of guys, of course, aren't playing right now. Uh, I noticed that uh, Willie Reed and... Uh, uh, a few of the second round picks are uh, riding the pine today. McGrew has played well, but you know what? It's it is what it is. Last week was fun, and you know you see moments where you think, oh, okay, you know, good. I like that. Of the second rounders, bowler who caught your eye? Um, you, if you know, had to whittle it down to one. I would say probably. Well, let me talk. Can I talk Tony Bradley first? And Willie Reed, I thought the bigs were really good, Gordo. I really did. I thought the bigs played well here, and then uh, the kid uh, uh, Brantley. Brantley, I I think all three of them have a, a, an interesting upside. They all have scoring on their minds. Uh, they all come, you know, from small schools. Um, you know, uh, I think they're all developmental players. The Jazz most likely will keep all three or two. Is maybe one's a, two, a two-way guy, but development is what the Jazz are all about, and they needed they needed some roster spots uh, to help out. Uh, Naz Mitru Long is now you know trying to fight for a spot with the Cavs. So you know guys come and go, and I thought the Jazz. You know, after a, per, a very poor outing and the opening night on Monday, played pretty well on Tuesday and Wednesday. And beat a pretty good Spurs club that had pretty much dominated throughout the, the week last
3: Brandley's week. Bradley's got the body, doesn't he? Yeah, he I, does. I don't know if the game is quite there to step in, but he's got the body. His, to his do it.
2: lower side. I mean, I think they're excited talking to a couple of the Jazz execs. They they they're intrigued by him, and I think he's got. You know, the size and the speed and the jump ability, but also if you can trim 10, 15 pounds off of that, he'll even be a better athlete. Um, thinking the guard, uh, the three-namer. Uh, oh, right foreman. Right foreman. foreman. Uh, he, he showed me something, too. Uh, cousins got up and did some, you know, dancing on the rim. So, you know, it's, it is summer league. And you guys were talking about, you know, on paper, you know, the, how the West is. You know, it's hard, and how college football, and uh, you look at rosters, it's always been that way. Everyone's really good, right, just before the season starts. And then you get to see how it plays out, Uh, you know. And I think that's very true with the Jazz and the rest of the West. I'm not really sure, you know, how, how the Lakers are going to with LeBron and the I think there's a little panic there in LA just because of age and the fact that you know he basically wanted to get rid of all the that entire roster prior to trade deadline last in February and now he's got a team almost you know hand picked after magic took a stage left and the clippers how they pull that off I don't know yeah, what did you think about that, Butler? Unbelievable. You know what, it's, it's the first time, I think you mentioned it, no MVP has ever left a team uh, after winning a, uh, an MVP. Uh, and he's off and running and, and once went home. And I guess the biggest stunner for me was to see that the, the Oklahoma City Thunder are basically dismantling that oh, franchise. Yeah, big time. And what was really one of the most uh, difficult places to play uh, in the NBA – with Westbrook, and that crowd is hungry like Jazz Nation is. Uh, it shows you how quickly things can change and how I think fragile sometimes franchises can be. You remember they had Harden, they had Westbrook, uh, they had Jeff Green, they had Igudala, they had Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, Garnett, uh, excuse me, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Durant. And look at it now. I mean, it's it it all fluctuates. Everything is an ebb and a flow, and you have to stay on top of it. And Westbrook's what twelve years in, and uh, looks like Miami may be his destination. Right yeah. is what we're we're most hearing. likely. Mm-hmm. And now you wonder how you know Thunder fans think they gave it a great run. They never could get past uh, the first round, and. If sooner or later, I think that I think Portland's in a similar situation. How long they ride with Dame and also CJ McCullum, They've made some tweaks and changes, but you know, on paper, everyone looks like they've improved. But I'm I'm anxious to see really when you get on the floor, what do you have? And, and really how cohesive of a group will the Jazz not be, will be, but also what LeBron and, and how do you get along with A.D., who's never been in that type of spotlight in L.A. And the same with Kawhi. You know, San Antonio is a totally different monster than what L.A. is. So let's play ball. Jake brought this up earlier that it seems in the modern NBA
0: bowler, it's, uh, it's like one or two season increments anymore. Yeah, You know, no more of this building for the next 12 seasons. It's all about right now.
2: Don't you think it's because the, the, the players have more power?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, and shorter term contracts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: and I think too that if you can just make a call and say overnight Paul George says I'm out, make it happen.
0: Yeah, contracts don't even matter
1: anymore, uh, it seems like.
2: And I, that probably to me is the biggest change that I've seen in my tenure with in the NBA is the dominance of a of a few, but those few push the envelope and drop the dominoes and the rest falls into place. So there's about six or seven players and we all know who they are and they've all made their move, you know, this summer. And now you're going to see what Westbrook's going to do after uh, you know Paul George is recruited there, and they paid him max cash, and he's off and forced to trade. They got multiple you know trades or picks uh, for him. I mean, what have they got seven first rounders till uh, between now and two in 2026 13 13 and second rounders included but the first i think are seven firsts and then you add the second round Oh, is that, include, is that I believe. Oh, okay. yeah, I believe. But i mean they've got a plethora and you know what they'll a use plethora. those a plethora. And they're going to use those to combine I, i'm I, sure you know, to make some you, other moves down the road. I think
0: you know what that word plethora.
2: means. Plethora. <laughs> yes. That was one of my one of my words at Kansas State that i had to know to pass and get my degree. A plethora.
0: But you're right that that entire franchise has been Disassembled, and especially if Westbrook goes, is in the process of. Yeah. You,
2: know. yeah, you know, it brings up a question, guys. I don't know how jazz fans feel about it, but you know what? There was a fear when the Malone Stockton days and even the D. Will Boozer days were gone. That you know, it was it was a total. The Jazz never would go and, and just say it's a total rebuild. And you have to, I think, applaud this franchise on how they've been able to keep consistency and and being competitive. Now look. We know that they weren't NBA title contenders, but yet they were still a player in what the West was about and, and winning the 50 games or getting into the second round. And now with these moves now that are official, by the way, thank you, we can Man, finally we can. open up and, and say, <laughs> yeah, Conley, Mitchell, uh, and you know Ed Davis is a uh, hellish rebounder and, and defender, and what uh, Moutier brings is a backup. Jeff Green and Jeff Green, you know who we just mentioned. And uh, do you think that, what what role will Jeff Green play on this team? I forward? think he comes off the bench and just tries to you know be a, a guy that uh, can knock knock down some shots and, and be a veteran leader on this club. Uh, I'm not sure if the Jazz are done. Uh, there's still a few out there that are kind of uh, you know a few players that are out, uh, so we'll see what happens. But the Jazz, the only thing they have left is is the veteran minimum. And so those guys will have to come and play. Like most most guys now are just looking for homes Mm -hmm. and and a roster spot to be able to play uh, with competitive teams. And that's probably what they're looking for. What's the
0: greatest weakness, do you guys think, for the Jazz uh, moving forward now that they've made these particular moves?
2: Wow, that's a great question, actually. You know, I wonder who the enforcer is. I mean, I think we kind of got a little bit uh, enamored with Jay Crowder and the flex and kind of coming to the aid of his teammates. Um, Let's see if Ed Davis or Jeff Green have a little bit of the junkyard dog mentality. Uh, that intrigues me. I think leadership is solid in the locker room with obviously Conley's uh, history and what he's been able to do with uh, in his 12 years in Memphis. But uh, that's a great question, Gordo. I mean, you know, on paper you break it down and you, you look at the starting five and their backups and then you kind of wonder defensively or is this team with Gobert still anchoring it Uh, Or is it still going to be as effective defensively? Or is this team maybe more conscious of being a pace-offensive-style team where you now average another four to five points a game on a given night? And
0: if if your pace picks up, obviously, then that gives your opposition more possessions, which means that your defense suffers at least statistically. Well,
2: it also puts more pressure on Gobert to protect uh, the lane and and the rim. so. Uh, it's there's all sorts of things that that the jazz of are still going to try to you know figure out and again that's where Quinn and and his game planning has been you guys I think were talking the other day I mean he, they manufactured offense at times yep. I mean they had to I think it was yesterday's convo you guys I was listening into and it was so true I I don't know if there's a better coach in the league right now I mean you know we know what pops is all about and you know Carlisle and all that, but to get he Quinn has gotten a lot out of the players that he's had the last five years, and of course defensively they hung their hat on what Gobert could do and Faves. and now you wonder if there's a little bit of a change of because you have to to stay current with what's happening in your in the league and in your conference. I mean that is a brutal nightly schedule. I can hardly wait to see in August, early August, when this schedule comes out, if the Jazz are more of a, um, a highlighted team on the national uh, stage. I think last year, four to five TNT games and a few ESPNs, and we can do side-by-sides with ESPN, but TNT has exclusivity. So I'm wondering if we'll lose a game or two ourselves. Or now, since the Lakers seem to be the centerpiece in the Clippers, I mean, I don't know, L.A., L.A. is going to be on 24-7. All the time. Right?
3: <laughs> what do you think, Jake? I think it'll be more. I, I'm, I was trying to think. The weakness. Oh, the weakness. No, I think Bowler, um, I think Bowler actually hit it on the head. I'm, I'm a little worried about the toughness. I don't want to wave the word soft around because we don't know, and that's a big insult in, in the basketball world. But I, I worry a little bit about that. But the, the answer to it, I think, Bowler, you said, who's, where's that toughness going to come from? I think it's got to come from Rudy. I think he's got to be their tough guy because he's going to be their defensive anchor. He's—I think he's got to be the one that really sets that tone, and I think he's capable of it. And I think we've seen him do it in the past. But I think—I think, I think you—I uh, totally agree that if there is a worry, I'm a little worried about that.
2: You know, that's—that's that's what I'll be looking for: is a guy that will swoop in and come to the defense, or just stand in front of a guy and say, "Really, you're going there?" You know, like Crowder did. Yep. And I don't know, maybe Ed Davis. I, I don't know Ed Davis, you know, in, in a personal way or his, right. his mannerisms more or less. But is he a guy that can
3: step in uh, into a fray? And,
2: and we'll, we'll we'll see from there.
3: Because I I, I do think the defense, <laughs> I talked to Gordon about this, I think it might slip a little. But I don't think it's going to slip out of the, certainly not out of the top ten. Uh, and I think any team with Rudy Gobert, are probably going to be pretty solid defense. Shooting huge upgrade. Upgrade, That's yes. not a, as big of an issue. I think, turnover, I think the depth
2: is still there. I do, and I think also, I think some of the turnover issues may be with uh, two or three less a game, yeah. which was an issue in some pretty crunch time situations last year. Uh, you know, when you're under pressure to make something happen, short shot clocks, uh, Donovan and his passing, I think, you know, passing will be one of the keys yep. for Donovan this year. And Conley I think is a perfect person to help him with that. Um, so... I you know it's 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 intriguing on paper and I've said this before paper tells you a few things but until you mesh and you see the chemistry and how quickly they transition into the system is is what it's all about and you guys were talking about that with football I mean coming in I mean on paper everybody oh yeah we got a great football team but how does that translate do you have the playmakers uh you know you got a quarterback you know Wilson and uh, you know and Tyler I mean, up the hill and and BYU, but you got to, you know, one guy can't make it on on a football field of eleven. You got to have, you know, weapons that are going to help, you know, help you along. So, uh, your point, I think Gordo was talking about, or you, Jake, you're talking about BYU in that first game. Man, if something doesn't positive come out of there and the rest of what the rest of September is on the schedule it could be a short season in the sense of interest or being competitive and for Utah uh there's so much excitement about being the south favorite and is this the year they finally land a spot in the Rose Bowl yeah i mean i and Utah state <clears throat> i think is going to be solid top to, you know from top to yeah. bottom yep
0: well we'll see i mean if i had one wish for Utah fans it would be that they could experience their team in the Rose Bowl is such a fantastic experience and you know I have a soft spot for parades.
3: You just want to go to the parade. That's. Yeah. You just want to cover wants to wave. Parade. He wants to wave Bullard, on float. Yeah. <laughs> the float. The, the
2: most. The
0: most uh,
2: Hello. It's a little hand wave. Uh, I have
0: a friend. Elbow, had, elbow, wrist, wrist. I, I had a friend of the family. <laughs> I'm Gordon who was, Gordon who was uh, in the uh, the Rose uh, Court. The uh, you know the, Rose parade. Uh, yeah. The uh, the princesses. Whatever. You call really. Them. Yeah. She was one of. She was not the Rose Queen or whatever they call her,
2: but, but she, she was, was. She was part of the the Queen's court, right? Right. So did she stand up there and wave all day? Uh, yeah, I guess she did. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah uh, she got us tickets.
2: <laughs> Is
3: there a side story? Uh, to that? Yeah, what an <laughs> interesting anecdote.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, was there? A, who, who's the world famous actor who was Juice uh, Newton? No, no. The real famous actor who was uh, the, the
3: Rose Parade Queen. Rosie Perez.
0: I bet Mr. Know-it-all in there probably has it, I don't has even it care
3: it to pretend on this one. It's the a parade. Reryl
0: Street. It's no, a parade. There, No, I think it was... She was the Rose Queen? It might have been one of the actors think? in Game of Thrones. I'm not sure. Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> Cher. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Cher. Was Louise a- Siskel. That, excuse me. That's going back. That's going back to horse-drawn carriages, isn't it? Sure. Oh, sure. Uh, okay, Miley we're, we're, Cyrus. How did we get off on this? I
2: don't know. But uh, Bowler, getting back to I think I brought the, up Rose Bowl, which then sparked the, yeah, the conversation the thing, of the Queen's Court. I think court. you're right. The yeah. thing.
0: That, uh, have you found that yet, Arson? Uh,
1: I told you. Her name's Louise Siskel, who was the Rose Bowl uh, parade queen. But she's not a famous actress.
0: No, no, not the one that is right now. She was a few number of years ago. How would I know? You want me to go year by year? Yeah, actually, there's been seventy nine of them. Yeah, but in the last ten years, I don't check the name Reese Witherspoon.
3: No, no, I think it was Lauren Bacall. We're wasting a lot of of time on this. You know what this is,
2: Jake? It's the old days when the show just was driven off the tracks, (laughs) and then it's really tough to try to drive it back (laughs) on. To
0: put it back on, yeah. yeah. No, the thing that I think (laughs) is going to be the most interesting for the Jets, we know the individual pieces that they've put together now. Now, getting back to that read and recognition, I think those two words will be huge because you'll have Bogdanovich with the corner three. You'll have Joe Ingles. I see, this you'll, floor. You'll, 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 I see have, the
2: floor spread. Yeah. yeah.
0: You'll have Mike Conley doing room. what he's capable of doing. You have Donovan Mitchell who can do what he can do. And then Rudy Gobert rolling to the basket dunking. So if all those guys are in play now, and if defenses have to respect all of them, what gives? Then Donovan Mitchell's going to have
2: one-on-one situations. Many. Yes. And the, last year he was uh, doubled on multiple occasions. Uh, you saw in the playoffs, Ingles crowded on the three-point line because they would sl- slough off of of Ricky, and it made life difficult. And how they, you know, they they manufactured, I guess, Jake, in your words, fifty wins last year, which, in my opinion. Uh, the way they started and the way that the, the NBA scheduling was horrific for the Jazz. It was rough, ridiculous uh, before Christmas. I mean, we lived Utah Jazz. We we lived on the road, and I, I'm anxious. Last to see, two years, yeah. yeah has la- been three. No, it's it, it hasn't been. It has it's been a very difficult start for 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 a team. That has been in a high-level position and jumping into the second round of the playoffs two years ago. Now, last year you're knocked out in round one, but I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the league does this year. Do you play Christmas with these guys? Do you play New Year's? You know, the holidays. Are, are they going to be uh, one of the top ten teams that are going to be highlighted in, in, on Christmas, or eight teams? Uh, so we'll, we'll find out. But I tell you, Conley. And Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell and the two-time Defensive Player of the Year, there's a lot to be interested in. I hope they get another
3: Christmas game. That was fun. It was it was great. That was a great game, too. With as, long as, like, as long as we get to call it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Special environment. That was, that was fun. I hope that really happens. Really good again. time. All right. Joining us now in studio, we'll have uh, more with Bowler coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. But our good friend Andrew Reinhardt is here from Wasatch Medical Clinic
1: helping our listeners uh, with their relationships. We are. We've got this new treatment, Acoustic Wave Therapy. A lot of guys have heard about it, and they're curious and haven't taken action Um I will tell you this, if you are a guy with ED and things are kind of slipping in the bedroom, you've still got some function left, that is so easy to fix. Um, Two weeks, probably, you're back to normal. No more medication. Don't have to think about going down the injection route. No pre-planning. Natural function, spontaneity in the bedroom.
3: And I would guess that the reaction from significant others that you get is, is very, very
1: positive. Oh, yeah. In fact, the spouse has come in. More than half the time, probably, yeah. um, and they're uh, they're big cheerleaders for this. This is all about communication with your spouse or your partner, and I think they're probably you know for it. Um, it's a compliment to you. Bring your spouse into the clinic if you want, and uh, you'll be impressed, I think, by the positive impact it has on your relationship. Because that's
3: exactly that. It's it's a relationship and, and there's no need to struggle with this part of it. You can yeah. take care of it.
1: And ED can affect it so quickly. Right. Both people. Um, it's it's It can cause a major stress on the relationship for sure.
3: Alright, call 801-901-8000 to get on the schedule. 801-901-8000, and you guys are
1: doing the examination and everything for free to find out if it's the right fit. We are. So if you've got ed you're sick of the medication or don't want to try it give us a call uh this therapy can get you back on track it's totally free to come in meet with our doctor do the assessment do the ultrasound um give us a call right now we'll get you set up 801-901-8000 801-901-8000
3: thank you andrew thank you guys all right more of the big show more with bowler coming up next 97.5 and 1280 of the zone
0: have your attention,
2: please. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: You look at the way teams could load up last year on Donovan Mitchell and I think he faced that in his second year in the league where everybody was game planning for him and it's, it's an adjustment. The, the pressure that you, boy, on, um, the new players there can take off him to allow him maybe more space. What, what do you imagine that looks like for a player of his, of
4: his talent? Uh, well, just in, com- uh, in conversations with Quinn and me sleeping at night, visualizing it and stuff like that, it looks like the paint will be wide open for him. Um, and honestly, I think a lot of It will take the pressure off him having to handle the ball as much as he had to do, and have to be so, uh, you know, heroic in a lot of moves he had to make. uh, Because it does get tiring as the season goes on and wears on you, but. Having the, the type of system, you know, that Coach Quinn implements and, and the way the culture there in, at Utah is, is the ball's going to move. Guys going to get wide open looks. Um, so, you know, we're preparing for him to sit in the corner sometimes and, and just make a shot, like, that's, for a superstar player, that's, like, a great thing to have is to, to rest. Somebody make a play for you. You got Rudy going to the rim, and you got to make a decision on what you're going to do, you know, Chuck, Rudy, or leave one of Donovan, Joe, or Bogey, or myself open for three, and, and that's going to be hard to guard. Welcome on back, 97.5,
3: 12.8 of the zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Bowler in the house. And, guys, I, I think Conley hit on something big right there. I think Donovan's life just got a lot easier and uh, I uh, let me ask you this, Bowler. Do you expect Donovan's point production to go up, despite the fact that there are more scores on the team now than there was last year? You know, that's a great question,
2: and one I'm I'm anxious to get the the true answer. As we you know, we'll find out in the first ten games of, of how this is going to work. But I think Conley's not a guy that wants to you know, he's not Westbrook. He's not a high volume shooter. He he can knock it down when needed. But I think, again, his, his first and foremost chore is to go out and run the show and let Donovan show you know, his wares. Now, look, Conley's going to have to hit some shots, as we talked about, to continue to let this floor be open and have a defender jump out and, and say, hey, okay, legit, and then Donovan can do his thing. Uh, whether it's open looks, if it's threes, you know, we talk about the blender Uh, You know How do the Jazz work perimeter? Is this team going to be more hyped uh, in the three-ball sense? Uh, Are they going to still roll the rim? I mean, with Conley's ability to pass the ball, Rudy should be just licking his chops. And I think the Jazz, and with Quinn, uh, his ability to draw up plays in the way he likes to do, uh, especially coming out of timeouts, uh, what what does that mean for Rudy Gobert? And is there more consistency uh, with that pass? And can he finish... And you know, it takes a little time to get that chemistry and the timing down. But the beauty of Conley is, I, I just and listening to him, does he sound like he already has the entire game plan in his in his head of what exactly this team is? I mean, it's it's twelve years in this league will give you a lot of insight. But just listening to him there, the confidence of who his personnel is, and 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 looking down at knocking down threes and have the floor open. I, I think he walked into a situation that he knows himself works very well for his style of play.
0: I think Quinn Snyder and uh, Mike Conley have had a few conversations.
2: Officially? And
0: I think officially. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think uh, he it was likes, after
2: It was after July 6th, he, though, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: he, he likes what he heard <laughs> and uh, is ready to go. The the, big, the, the the thing that would surprise me the most – will be if these shots that we've talked about in the past are created again with this cast of characters and shots are missed. That's just, that's. I don't expect to see that. And last year, you almost expected to Mm -hmm. see it. Not this time right? It
2: goes back to on paper. You say no, it can't be that this is a more consistent team that's going to be a more effective team offensively. Now I'm not sure defensively, Jake, how that trans you know translates as we talked earlier. But I, again, with Gobert, you know, being there to back everybody up, there's a sense of relief probably on the the other four guys that are on the floor with him that go bears behind me right um, you know there's no faves there's no Crowder so you know again I'm, I'm not I don't know the real defensive scheme of Ed Davis and what Bogdanovich can bring but we're gonna find out quickly because again I think the jazz fan has been more focused on making this a more effective offensive team right uh, that they can compete in the West and knock down more consistently hitting threes I still think the mid-range game, Locke would disagree. I know three is more than two, but at the same time, Conley has a pretty good mid-range game. You know, as well. He's got the floater that he that's got the best floater in and, the league. And so I I I think that again those those things you have to take the strengths of each individual and Quinn's smart enough to know that to let Conley still do his thing. And and I think Ricky at times felt forced to go outside when really his best shot was left angle bank shot for two. I mean, that's where I always felt good when Ricky hit a jump shot off the left side to start a game because I thought the confidence would build with it. So, again, the on paper you can talk about the strengths, but until you get them on the floor and you really see the continuity that they bring, uh, you know, you just kind of you know, we're all waiting and, and seeing. And I think that's the same way with the Lakers, the same way with the Clippers, it's the same way with every team in the league with making these large changes. Look, Toronto may have to completely retool what they what they did last year, right? With Kawhi gone, and so you have to be able to adjust with the new personnel you bring in. Have in mind what you want to do and then implement it.
0: All of that being said, the lineup that I'm looking forward to the most is the lineup that Jake and I were talking about earlier that we anticipate being a closing lineup on many occasions, and that's Connolly, uh, Mitchell, Ingles, Bogdanovich, and uh, Rudy. I mean, doesn't that sound like that's going to be fun to watch the ball pop and watch those guys shooting it?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, there were times last year when they would slide Rudy out in closing situations and insert one Faves. Does Ed Davis slide into that, you know, that position on certain nights when other teams go small to try to counteract Gobert? I mean, those are all things that coaches get paid big money to decide, but uh, I think it's very intriguing. I think the Jazz have one of the most intriguing lineups in franchise history. Uh, and, you know, we know what Stock and Malone and Hornacek brought. But this is a different time and a different place and players with different talent levels, different talent skill sets than what Carl and John. The pick and roll is one thing, and the Jazz are still going to run that. But there's also the three ball, which comes into play. That Again, when you talk to Harper and you talk to Hornacek uh, in those days, they had almost manufacture. A three-point shot themselves on those quick rolls and the and and on the inbounds where they would just kind of twist and roll out to the three line and and maybe two or three shots a game and now it's commonplace. I mean, I don't know how Hornacek would even he'd go crazy in this league today, you know, if he if he got a chance to play uh, at a you know because it's set up for him and Korver obviously uh, has has done very well during his years. Whether or not he's done or not, we'll see.
3: I always thought Memo would be oh, – yeah. what a fit he would be in today's game, right? Trailer
2: threes. There's a guy yeah. who
3: would have a ton, a ton, ton of shots. value. Yeah, He
2: could park himself in the corner. He could be slow coming back defensively, and all of a sudden you forget about him, and there he is. like Nowitzki. Nowitzki did it, I mean, for years. He changed the game for bigs, and Memo's right in that same category. And he wouldn't have to wrestle with as
3: many big centers because there just aren't as many anymore.
2: Everybody spreads out. Nobody really wants to go. I mean, the day of the bigs, uh, again. I listen to you guys a lot, and, and it's nameless or it's it's uh, always. What do you say, Gordo? It's uh, you don't put a number on a player. You're not a one or a two. You, you, you just you're a basketball player. Yeah, you're yeah. positionalist ball player. You just go out and play. If you got to play the three, the four, the five, you do it. If you got to play backcourt and you go one two, so be it. If you got to go small, you do it. Uh, it's it, the days of numbering guys are, are long gone. You're just a ball player and you better get, and you better get the job done.
3: And the jazz have much more flexibility with this roster than they have with previously. I mean, we were talking about Jeff Green. I mean, there's a guy that can probably guard one through four positions maybe maybe not once, but I think you get yeah. what we're getting at. And, and so they have those. Joe Ingles is another guy who's going to give you flexibility. Royce O'Neal is a guy who I don't think has talked about enough as he can guard one through four. They have more of those guys now. So than when they you do. have
0: Quinn Snyder uh, drawing all this up, man, he's going to oh. he's going to be a happy dude. He's
2: got so many different levels that he can go to in his offensive skills, in his offensive game plan with his skill set of players. You're, I'm glad you mentioned Royce. We haven't even talked about him. And you know, and I I, I mis probably misquoted myself saying who's the tough guy. It's it's Joe. I mean Ingles is a guy that gets into your into your craw, mm-hmm. you know, and he I think his probably his little uh smile that drives people crazy <laughs> and that little, you know, crooked smile of his, uh, you know, I keep thinking of him of headband Joe when he, you know, had to wear the the gauze rap last year. You I know. think
0: of him more as an agitator than yeah. a, a tough guy. Yeah, so. he's,
2: yeah an agitator. But he doesn't back down either. Yeah. I mean, he's He'll right stand there. in there for you. Right. And I think, again, he, his role becomes even more important next year in that in that role. So, But, you know, what about George Niang? They must feel confident with him, the way that he kind of continued to, to evolve late in the second half of last season, who, f- for a 6'8 guy, can still knock down a 3 pretty strong. I mean, he likes that that corner spot too so the younger guys I think they're obviously putting more stock into Niang and also uh, you know Royce O'Neill.
0: you guys have any concerns about the Jazz's
3: overall athleticism? Sure I mean they're not the most athletic team in the league but how do they make up for that? I mean, it's one thing about Bogdanovich. I mean, he's a great player, but he's not the the, the best athlete. Um, yeah, I think I think that's an issue. I think that's Bowler to your point. I think that's where somebody like Royce O'Neill becomes even more important. Agreed. Uh,
2: he's athletic. Uh, Neto was a pretty tough nut as well, and he's uh, moved on. So the Jazz have what seven players off that roster have have departed?
0: But I wouldn't consider Neto an athlete, would you? Who's that? Neto.
2: Uh, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was a glider. Uh, you know, I thought he was uh, he was quicker than people gave him credit for, and kind of a bulldog mentality for his size. But the Jazz have never been able to put on the floor. and I don't think it fits into their system again of just guys just running amok you know, with speed and running downhill like what Westbrook has done for years and what Harden likes to do. Uh, and, and they're more like a controlled pace. And that's the Quinn Snyder way. That's the Jazz way. And what they do, they beat you because they're better prepared. And they understand the system. They roll off picks. Uh, they make the extra pass. The blender gets going, as we always talk. Quinn loves that word. Let's get the blender rolling. So they work the perimeter and then kick that you know little slip pass in the pocket pass inside. And all of a sudden, you lull a defense to sleep. Or you beat them defensively that way. So... That's how the Jazz win, and, and that's how I think it goes back, Jake, to your point of how you manufacture offense. You may not be the most athletic, but what you do, you outsmart them.
3: All right, we want to remind you to tune in to the Tour of Utah podcast. Our boy Steve Brown on 1280thezone.com. Podcast includes how to train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the upcoming Tour of Utah. We'll get more from Bowler coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
2: This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Steve Cleveland. So what do you think of the Jazz's additions? See, they got Bogdanovich and Conley, but I'm talking about Moody and Jeff Green. I
0: really like it. It gives them depth. If I were to rank the teams right now, I'd probably go with the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Jazz. It's my top three teams. I like the Jazz. I think that they're now equipped to beat Houston. And I don't think we need to forget Houston because that whole team's coming back
2: and probably pretty motivated as well. But I like the Jazz at the three spot, Houston at the four, and Denver at the five. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 12.80,
3: 97.5, 1280. The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Buller, Jack sitting in as he does every single Tuesday. Uh, Buller, uh, we thought uh, I thought I'd run by you. Gordon and I talked about this yesterday. Give us a quick rundown of the hierarchy in the West. Of course, this is before we've seen any of this stuff work so uh, you you never know but uh, as you see it right now how do you see it fit
2: I think uh, with Kawhi the reigning MVP I'd have to go Lakers uh, excuse me Clippers Jazz Lakers Uh, that's kind of the top three the four spot can jockey uh, around I think uh, with what Denver has done intrigues me I'm not sure if Houston isn't almost like OKC in a near implosion type of Situation with CP3 and uh, and Harden, but I think those top three are solid as can be on paper. I think that even though they, th- you know, I think I've seen everyone. Well, LeBron's got you know AD. No, I think the better team in LA is is Ballmer's guys. Uh, the Clippers. Will, I think so too. Will, will reign supreme at Staples Center. Uh, And again, look, LeBron is obviously one of the best to play, but also time is starting to tick, and I, you know, if if the reports are true that he's going to run the show as the point guard, uh, that intrigues me, and just the wear and tear. As we were talking about Gordo off air, the minutes that guy's played and his ability to stay healthy is beyond me. But also, he's invested in his body by by you know millions of dollars of people watching. What he does, you know, the right regimen of health and food and rest, uh, all those things have come into play. And obviously it's a well-spent, you know, investment. You know, he's invested in himself. And why not? Because, you know, his body is what how he makes his living and also uh, the brands that he uh, that he endorses. Right. You got to be on the floor to to enjoy that. So, I'm not trying to see this jazz team through rose-colored glasses, but I think that they have jumped into a position to be a major player in this conference and be right there if they stay healthy. But you know what? I can say that about LeBron: is the groin, a hamstring, whatever? And you know what about you know Kawhi? He had a terrific year, staying healthy. Wasn't that way with San Antonio? Uh, was that manufactured? I don't know. So. I think it all comes down to who stays the healthiest, but I think it's gonna be one of the more entertaining uh you know, seasons we've had in a while in in competition. It could go down again as it usually does to the final game of the season to see where uh what spots, you know, player uh what spots teams land in for playoff positioning. Hey By real way, quick oh yeah, sorry, go
0: ahead. Yeah, Dez, uh, just won their summer league game over Portland, 97-93. There you go.
3: Uh, some some breaking NBA news. Uh, this is a major, but, but I'm curious to your guys' reaction to this. Uh, Sham Sharania reporting sources. The NBA Board of Governors have passed the implementation of an in-game challenge flag for head coaches in the 2019-2020 yeah, season.
2: Yeah. We had the green light that goes on in summer league here, and you can make one challenge. And, of course, if you... You don't uh, win it. You can only do it once. Even if you win the challenge, you don't get another one. Hmm. So this sounds to me like more fourth quarter challenges. But also, don't forget, in the last two minutes, the league takes care of that with reviews of possession. Automatically, so it, it, that's intriguing. So they have adopted it.
3: Yeah, it looks like it's passed the board of governors. So uh, we're going to see. Are they going? Did you say red flag? Said uh, in-game challenge <laughs> flags for head coaches. Uh, uh, Set wine back yeah. <laughs> and let it fly. Gonna I carry, guess going to carry a beanbag in
2: your pocket.
3: I wonder. Do you any idea what they're going to be? I mean, are are they going to be able to challenge block charges that sort of thing, or is this going to be? Yeah, I don't know. Sheerly possession, uh, foot on the line. I mean, uh, it would be interesting to see what they can actually yeah.
2: challenge. You know, in summer league we only had two of those in the six games that we call Big T and I. Uh, they had two. Challenges. I think one was reverse and one was uh, – oh, the other one was the uh, progression uh, hand check where you stop the flow of a fast break and you got uh, the free throw and the possession back instead of a um, – right. I like that rule, by the way. I don't think it's been adopted. It was being uh, worked, looked at as well in summer league. So, but the Jazz were really good about taking those fouls last year. When guys would pick up a turnover and start to run away, you just foul them and then side out. Now the penalty would be if you do that, you'd actually uh, the the opponent would get one free throw in possession.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think they should probably like uh, have like a horn.
2: Huh. 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 An like air an horn air like mover.
0: an air horn yeah. yeah
1: that that red city edition handkerchief giveaway next season is going to be a bad idea ooh <laughs> true true I'm I'm just, good wondering, call how
0: could you do it like could could you have like streamers that blow out of the horn you know to get the rust attention? Have
2: bear come by with a little pop gun thing of his how days? about a, a, a flaming Confetti. bow and arrow you just shoot it at the scoreboard <laughs>
3: Uh, I like it, Austin. Yeah. yeah that's, that's good. You know, make it as entertaining as possible, right, for the fans. Showbiz. biz. Yeah. All right, well we'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner, but joining us now in studio, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, Andrew, you know, there's a lot of our listeners out
1: there are probably just living with ED and yeah. saying this is just how it's going to be for me. Not the case. Yeah, and happening a lot younger. That's maybe one thing to emphasize is we've got a bunch of patients in their 20s and 30s, and without fail, they come in and say there's no way that there are other guys my age. And they all say that Mm -hmm. um, because they all think they're alone. But ED can strike anybody, and it it happens to younger guys. It's actually easier to fix if you're a younger guy listening um, with ED. We've got this new treatment, acoustic wave therapy. Uh, FDA cleared and clinically proven to increase blood flow in this part of the body. So normal, natural function in the bedroom, and, and the key... The reason so many guys are doing it: no medication of any kind,
3: and embarrassment. Uh, there's nothing to be uh, e- embarrassed about, and and it sh- that should not stop you from helping your
1: your life and your relationships. Yeah, it's more embarrassing to suffer from this. Right. You know, if you think about your spouse or whatever, um, it's it's more embarrassing to suffer. And two to three weeks, a few treatments, you can come in, you can get back to normal. We have guys particularly the younger and healthier ones that see a result after one treatment. Not the full result, but Mm -hmm. they they start to see it, and that's exciting for them. So it can happen very quickly. All right. The number to call, get on the schedule, 801-901-8000,
3: 801-901-8000. And you guys have taken the risk out of this for our listeners.
1: We have, yeah. And last segment of the day, by the way. So uh, last chance, pick up the phone, call us, free assessment, free exam, free blood flow ultrasound done by a medical doctor. Um, specializes in ed there's no obligation um, no risk you can come on in just if you're curious and it's no cost 801-901-8000 801-901-8000 andrew thanks for coming in
3: and thanks for helping our listeners man we appreciate it appreciate it it. thanks guys all right that number again 801-901-8000 more big show straight ahead stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone Rapid Up Big Show, 97.5, 12 in the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and as always, Bowler, thanks for rolling in, man. It's
2: always good to see you. It's great to see you guys. Uh, and you know what? It helps uh, kind of get me uh, ready for uh, what's coming up with football and basketball.
3: Are you Are you pretty jacked for this upcoming season? I'm, ex- I'm really excited. All the above. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for football in
2: August. I'm ready for uh, for hoop uh, with preseason. And then all of a sudden you get October rolling around. Look, it's the middle of July already. What's happened here? I mean, we've already gone through the the you know a week of summer league that had nearly 30,000 fans, which
3: is awesome, unbelievable.
2: By the way. I mean, it three nights 10,000 a pop. And now, you know, they're down in Vegas right now and all of a sudden open court guys will be starting to come back. Football, the smell, remember? It's all about the grass and it's all about uh, you know the atomic bomb and the tape and the and the sweat. That's what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm geared up for, Gordon too. loves grass. I do. I'm well, depends. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. I was talking about the green grass.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
2: Gordon too. is, too.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, all our, uh, uh I think the combination— I'm a sucker for grass. The, oh, thank you. The combination of having something different with something that might be better— is what's got folks switched on around here Oh
2: absolutely it's, one, uh, it's
0: a curiosity and it's this anticipation of something better and I think the, I think that's uh, right on the money.
2: well with the system that Quinn Snyder's put together as he starts his sixth season which is really another amazing feat um, you know his tenure is starting to really uh, pile up in, in a league that you have to have immediate success you know uh, coaches around in one year. I mean, ask Igor (laughs) down in Phoenix. The Suns have had, what, six different coaches in six seasons. So uh, I think consistency is such a big thing. But it's the system, and I believe what the Jazz have done is put the players in the the best position to actually be – uh, to to play that system, there they will fit the system, and that's who you go after. I I think sometimes teams get enamored just with names and and and, and players, who, but do they really fit into what you're trying to do? I mean, you're always surrounding LeBron with players. That's been the M O of his career, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like who else can we put it, surround him with to win championships? Instead of, is there a system in place? You really just work around a player. Maybe in LA, Doc I think is a guy that knows uh, knows how to keep. Um a, a team fairly happy most of the time and it can handle the egos but I tell you, these coaches have a lot of work to do. Uh, there's a lot of big names in the West and I think Conley is is a perfect fit for what Donovan Mitchell needs to do and how he's going to grow into hopefully a superstar and a multiple all-star with uh, with the Jazz.
0: Otherwise you have a star athlete comes in and says, I know I'm under contract for another couple of years but I'm out of
2: here. Yeah, or move me. Yeah. And I think that's something the Jazz have are very aware of with Donovan and Gobert. They're Contracts have two years to go, and that's max money. That's an investment. Conley's deal is for two. They can go back and revisit that when he's uh, all of 34 and to see where he is as a point guard in this league. But they're always trying to be strategic. A lot of teams don't. And, again, I think what the Lakers have always been able to do is because of who they are and because of the money they spend, they don't have to worry in the now they they just go and do because to them the the cap the luxury tax means nothing. They can go back and get a player and still survive because they're L.A. The Jazz have to do it the right way, right. and I'm impressed. You wrote about it too, Gordon. It's been uh, it's it's been step by step, and, and uh, they've done it the right way. And now we just have
3: to see if they gel. My gut tells me they will. Big thanks to Austin Horton, executive producer of The Big Show. Thanks again, Bowler, for coming in. You are absolutely the man. Thank you, Gordon. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy.
0: Yeah. And uh, by the way, that would be gel, Jell, J E L L. We learned that
3: yesterday.
2: Jell yeah. Low. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. I, I heard, yeah. I heard that debate.
3: <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.